more people than would like to admit truly do believe that God has favorites. Um, and I know that at times I've felt that way. I've felt like God has favorites. I've seen people who have received reward, who've received jobs, who've received cars, who've received, you know, I mean, great opportunity. I mean, even just a person having an inheritance um, and you feel like, man, I could have used that money right now. Um, and you find that those people, the worst part of it is when all these good things happen to people who don't deserve it. And according to what you know about them, they don't deserve it, you know, and you could have used whatever was given to them better. You know, this could be a kid in, in, in school that you know is a bad kid, doesn't treat others with respect, uh, doesn't respect teachers, and you're just noticing them for example, maybe being in, incredibly smart and just just sailing their way through school, you know, and getting good grade after good grade and you working very hard and you're respecting the teachers at school and you feel like, how come, you know, like, why is it that I'm being a good and kind person and yet academically I'm having such an, a difficult time? Uh, and the thing is, I want to, first of all, make the point clear that this is not an easy question to answer. All of us ask that question. Like, why does it feel like at times the people who don't deserve it are the ones who are getting a break? You know, it's a very, very complicated question and it cannot be answered simply. And I've made this point before, but it's important to think about the fact that the earth has 8 billion people living on it right? And all those people are making individual decisions. And those decisions have to exist in the same communities, the same spaces. And not to mention that all of those, not all of us have good intentions. Some of us are just thinking, I need my child fed, you know, so I need to get this thing done. Some of us are, are hurting. Some of us are in pain. Some of us are rushing to get to the hospital. And so we don't always check the traffic light and we find ourselves crashing into other people, not even meaning to do so. So my point is the conflict and the unfairness that exists in the world sometimes is not a result of, um, you know, people in the world. It's not a result of God causing it to be that way. The simple answer is the fact that there are a lot of decisions being made, some of them being mis mischievous decisions, others just being people being desperate and trying to get from point A to point B as quickly as possible. Um, and then you just happen to get in the mix of that. Um, and this could be any context, any, any context. It could be um, you being in, in school, and, and I know I've, I've experienced this, right? You being in school and you do well and you write, you study, you write your exam well and you do your best to pass uh, uh, all your courses or all, all your, your subjects and you find that there's a teacher who just doesn't like you or you find that there's a, there's a teacher who on that day loses someone in their life and they do a bad job at marking your work because they were just under so much pressure. They were hurting, right? Like it's, it's a web. The world is a web of decisions that create so many intricate lanes that need to connect and, and it's impossible for everyone's decision to work harmoniously. And, and the reason I say that is because this is a question that I know many of us ask ourselves, like, why does it feel like God has favorites? 
Why does it seem like some people don't face the consequences of their actions? Because, you know, you find that those who have money will commit crimes and then get go under house arrest or bail themselves out of prison and never see the inside of a jail cell. And then one day you make the wrong move and make the wrong turn and crash into someone's store. And next thing you know, you're in prison facing time for a mistake, right? For a decision you made wrong once or you find that you were living your life as a good person, helping your neighbors and, um, you know, helping your neighbor's kids and your community's kids get to school, helping people build their businesses, taking care of your family, being home every day, you know, and, and being at church and helping out at church. And you find that you've been doing all of that. And then one day you just make one wrong decision and you get caught up in the system. Right. You find yourself being arrested. You find yourself being beat up. You find yourself, you know, just having taken the wrong turn, basically. And it's very sad and very defeating to look at life this way. But I want to give you a different or present a different perspective. And hopefully this will help you perceive the idea of God having favorites differently. And, you know, if you go through scripture and you go all the way up to Genesis and you look at how the, the the relationship between um, Cain and Abel and how God related between the two of them. It was very, very interesting because God clearly, clearly loved Abel. And he, it, it, I mean, it even goes as far as saying God loved uh, Abel and hated Cain, right? But there was a moment where God spoke to Cain and said to him, why are you angry at your brother? Because because of this, because God seemed to favor Cain, I mean, not Cain, Abel, um, because of that, that favoritism that God had towards Abel, Cain started developing a hatred and started being cold towards his brother Abel. Now, this is a very important lesson because the thing that God says is this. If you were to start walking righteously and if you were to start winning my affection by doing the things that you know please me, then I would be kind and warm towards you as well. And God did show that because even after Cain had murdered his brother, God still protected Cain and said, anyone who touches you, touches Cain, will have to deal with me. That's a very, very big thing, right? It's something that we need to think about when it comes to God, that the, the level and degree of his mercy extends to such a point. Um, and it really helps to perceive God in that light. Now, the first thing I want to present to you is the fact that we live in a very complicated world and people make there are multitudes of decisions being made every second. Not all of those decisions are going to work to your favor. Sometimes people in this world just make bad decisions that end up m making your life difficult. Um, and it has nothing to do with God having an intervention to make sure that you have a bad day or you have a bad week or bad year or bad life. It has nothing to do with that. If anything, God is still there present, willing to um, uh, work with you in partnership to make sure that whatever has occurred does not destroy you forever. The damages of what has occurred do not last God is always present for that. Another thing I want to introduce to you is the fact that we as human beings, our perspectives are very limited, very, very limited. You do not know that the person who got away with the crime 
or the people that you look at and you feel like all the, you know, in Zulu we have a saying that says, uh, which means that um, um, opportunities fall upon those who are not ready to seize those opportunities. You know, it's almost like they fall upon the, the, the privilege, like you're privileged to have these uh, 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 um, uh, pumpkins, but you don't have the pots to cook those pumpkins in. Oh, my goodness. I love, I love, I really love that saying. And I love the picture that it paints, right? And I, I say that to say this. We have no idea what is happening in that person's life when you look at it in detail. It may seem like they're driving a fancy car, but you don't know how much anxiety they're dealing with. It may seem like they got away with a crime and they paid people off and they're not arrested, but you don't know for how long, for the rest of their lives, who are they going to have to dance to? How many payments are they going to have to make to stay out of prison? You know, um, I, I've heard of some tenderpreneurs here within our own country who pay have to pay their way to getting contracts right and then live the rest of their lives serving the people who gave them those contracts we can sit and think to ourselves oh my goodness this is disgusting you know and i hate the fact that this person has gotten away with having so much money by doing something so corrupt except you forget the fact that once you start building a life of corruption you have to service that life you become a slave to it and that's not something that you would want for yourself so i think i'm 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 just proposing to you here that sometimes the the the, the lives of those that we feel are prospering and are favored by god we feel like they are doing so much better than us. You don't know what's happening to them. Like I remember hearing a person t say to me that they wanted to commit suicide. And I've actually said verbally that they are living in privilege. And yet they have tried to commit suicide. Like that really touched me. It really made me stop to think that, Yo, you know what? Ah, Maybe I don't know what people are going through. And I sometimes should stop saying that uh, God favors them because I don't know what they're truly facing and I don't know what it took for them to get to where they are. It really made humbled me. Although I will also say that it is true that there are those who, um, um, you know, find themselves in situations where things just work out for them. I'm not going to be blind to that. And it does hurt um, at times, especially if you feel like you've given it all you can in order to see yourself succeed. But it is important to remember that God does not have favorites. If you continue to trust in him, if you continue to commit yourself to him, ignore what's happening around you because you don't know how long it's going to last, How what's happening behind the sheets. You don't know if they are in a marriage that's abusive. You don't know if they're living with a family that's vile and abusive to them. You don't know how bad their situation are. Your perspective into their life is very limited. So the real point, I believe, and I feel like we're really touching the surface of this conversation. There is so much more to say. But what I want to leave you with is this. Rather put your faith in God's mercy, in God's kindness, and his ability to see you through whatever it might be that you're going through. Rather put your faith in him.